0: A creative life acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we record this podcast on, the Gumbangia and Gubby Gubby people.
1: We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.
0: Welcome to a creative life with Castella and Samantha Lawrence. I'm Cass. And I'm Sam. And we like to think of ourselves
1: as your creative business bestie. This podcast is all about living your best creative life. We're here to guide you through the ups and downs of life as
0: a creative entrepreneur. All whilst following your intuition and listening to your soul whispers. Let's dive in. Hey, Cass. Hey,
1: Sam. How are you? I am so good. How are you? Really, really good. I'm so excited. This is our first interview of season two. So we're Yay. back chatting. And yeah, I'm just so, so, so super pumped about our guest today. Me too. We have the
0: beautiful Joanna Tolly, who I know because I've actually done a Reiki course from her. She's a Reiki master teacher. She's a yoga teacher. She's a beautiful spiritual person living a creative life. So so perfect to welcome on the podcast and welcome Joanna. We're so happy that you're here. Hi Sam. Hi Cass. Thank you so much for having me. Really, really excited for our conversation today. Today. We're so happy to have you and I have pulled a card as we do for all our guests. I know that you're also a fan of the Dreamy Moons card. Absolutely. I have pulled that deck. Love (laughs) that. Beautiful. So this card is... This moment will be a mere memory one day. Are you making the most of it? Mm, Beautiful little card. (laughs) (laughs) Dear human, the most real thing you will ever experience is the present. Past memories and visions of the future live in your head. You are here now and everything else is uncertain. What is most certain is the present and what you choose to do with it. Such a beautiful card for Oh, for anyone to receive at any time, isn't it like that reminder Mm -hmm. of just Mm -hmm. being present for us all to enjoy this moment, Mm -hmm. recording together, for you listening to be present in this moment. Um, But I did also pull it with the intention to support your journey and story that you're going to share today. So that will be really interesting to hear how that resonates with you when you're sharing your life and how you've come to
1: have this creative business that you have. Yeah. So, Joanna, can you give us a little bit of an introduction about yourself and and what you do?
2: Sure. So, my name's Joanna, and as Sam said, I'm a yoga teacher. I'm a Reiki master teacher and a Reiki practitioner, and a sacred ceremony holder for women's circles, mama blessings, mixed gender circles, really anything and everything that you would want to bring a richness a ritual and magic into so that's something that I do as well that I really love and I feel like my mission here on earth is to help people to really remember who they are at a soul level to really come into alignment with their true essence and tap into their own innate healing power. So I'm here to, rather than to say, I'm here to heal you, I'm here to empower you to step into that self-healing.
0: Oh, I love that so much. That resonates deeply. It's just so much more powerful when you're empowering somebody else to do that for themselves. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just handing that
2: power over to something external to you rather than remembering Mm -hmm. we all, we all have these gifts, you know, we all have the power to heal ourselves.
1: Yes, Did you always know that you wanted to do this, Joanna? Like what was your journey into this field?
2: Mm, I was introduced to energy healing and yoga actually by my mom. So hi, mom. I'm sure she's going to listen to this. Um, So very blessed to have a mom who was so open to those type of things. Uh, She actually took me to an energy healer at the age of 11 which was a really powerful experience um, and a past life healing that I received. And that healer, um, her name is Sue Zhang, I believe, from memory. And she actually told me at that time that I was going to be a healer. But, of course, at the age of 11, that didn't really mean a lot to me. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Um, But, of course, that has kept dropping back into my awareness throughout my journey and just realising, wow, um, this really has been my path and my destiny before I even realised or understood what that means, yeah. And then I really, really stepped into... Uh, This evolution of my being, I would say in 2018, when I first did my yoga teacher training and my Reiki level one, that was a big year of really, really diving in to all these things that had been niggling away at me for years and years. Mm -hmm. You know, i had been feeling that pull and feeling that call, um, but perhaps being a little bit stuck in the corporate world and all the things that I was doing before that which I feel like a lot of people will resonate with and, you know, you don't feel like you've got the time or the space to do the things that you love. But I reached that point in 2018 where it just felt like I didn't have a choice anymore and I was really pulled and called into doing those trainings and, yeah, life has never been the same again since and no looking back.
1: Yes. Did you ease into that from your corporate world? Because a lot of the time – yeah, in that journey, like it's quite scary for our minds to be like, okay, I'm just going like to leave everything behind <laughs> and jump ship. Um, yes. Yeah, did you like just gradually introduce that until it was sort of full-time?
2: Yes, so I started off teaching part-time. I was teaching two classes a week for about a year while I was still in my corporate job. And then after that first year of really building up my experience and my confidence with teaching, then it felt like time. To make the leap which was Mm -hmm. absolutely terrifying but at the same time just felt like there was no other option i knew that this is what i needed to do yeah i could feel it in my heart and my soul and like every cell in my being um that now is the time and so i actually went overseas i went to cambodia so that i could immerse myself in teaching every day without needing to think about the realities of paying rent in sydney which is where i was living for 10 years um, so that was really my kind of deep initiation into, okay, now I am a yoga teacher and allowing myself to evolve mm. into that truest identity of myself.
0: And was this around the same time that you discovered Reiki more deeply in terms of you actually training to do it yourself?
2: Yes. Yeah, so I did my level one training for Reiki the same year 2018 that I did my yoga teacher training so they've really come sort of in tandem alongside each other the embodiment practice the physical aspect of the yoga practice as well as the philosophy and then tying that Mm. in with the energetics of Reiki it was that kind of double-edged sword for me both of those things together that has really seen big shifts in me personally Um, Mm. so I went on quite an express journey with Reiki I did Reiki level one and then Reiki level two really quickly after that and my beautiful teacher Athena Bailey said you know usually I don't initiate masters this quickly but I was just like I know I'm on the right path like this has to happen right now and she could see that I was ready and I had her full support which was really amazing Um, and I just knew that I needed to be sharing this gift with other people as quickly as possible because I could feel how much it had transformed my own life in terms of Mm. letting go of limiting beliefs Letting go of toxic patterns of behavior around alcohol or toxic relationships, all this kind of stuff. As soon as I was attuned to level one, all of that lower vibrational stuff in my life just began to fall away.
0: It really happens, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, so Sam, because <laughs> I've has recently experienced, this. experienced. Did you want to share a little bit about how you've
2: experienced that?
0: Oh, it definitely just make it just brings up anything that's like bubbling under the surface that you feel like you know I'm the type of person that's been working on my stuff and personal development and alignment for years and you you know you think you get to a point where you're like I'm I'm doing all right like all right (laughs) and then boom (laughs) yeah these things just show up and and then put pregnancy on top of that Mm. and there's like a lot to 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 show up and deal with but it's so powerful because i can see things falling away yeah things that aren't meant um that don't align anymore like very tangibly falling away um so it's almost like it's propelling you into that new Mm -hmm. vibration absolutely so the attunement as you know but
2: for the listeners who might not know this the attunement to reiki and the achievements up level each time like they're more powerful so you've done your level one when you do your level two you get another achievement when you do master practitioner you get another achievement master teacher it just keeps increasing the attunements actually permanently raise your vibration so as your vibration is raised to this new level it's any of those things that are vibrating lower they just don't resonate with you anymore so they can't help but to fall away Mm and then you become a magnet for things of a higher vibration. Mm -hmm. So you're in this new place of alignment for soul clients or a new Mm -hmm. job or a new relationship or a new home, whatever it is that is resonating with this new evolution of your being Mm -hmm. just starts to flow towards you. But in order for that to happen, the other stuff has to fall away. So it's generally a big catalyst for people on their healing journey. So I'm so pleased to hear that You've been leaning into that, welcoming
0: that evolution. No other way, but through it. So that's it. Absolutely. And so Joanna, how would you explain Reiki to anyone listening? That's like, I don't really know what they're talking about. What is this? How would you explain it? Yeah. So Reiki
2: is an energy healing modality. It was channeled by a man called Mikau Yasui in Japan in 1922 the word reiki itself means universal life force so when a person is attuned to reiki which is what we've just been talking about they become a channel for this universal life force It's pure source energy it's the frequency of unconditional love to flow through them and then you have that ability to channel that just for yourself into your own being or as a practitioner once you've done level two. Once you're a practitioner level, that ability to channel that into a client who's in front of you, who's come to you for help. So this high frequency, unconditional love energy is flowing into the energy body, the aura and the chakra system, the energy centers that we all have. And it's clearing out any stuck, stagnant energies that are vibrating at a lower frequency. So for example... Unprocessed emotions, or maybe emotions that don't even belong to you that you've picked up and you've been carrying around for goodness knows how long. Uh, Anything that you might be holding on to that's no longer serving you, the Reiki actually goes in and transmutes those darker, denser energies into light. So it acts as an energetic reset and it brings you back into your natural essence, your natural state of balance and harmony within yourself. And being held in that frequency of unconditional love is super calming for your nervous system Mm. Um, so it brings you out of that heightened state most of us are living our lives a lot of the time in fight or flight or freeze it brings you into that deep state of rest and digest which is your optimal state for self-healing which means it's really beneficial if you experience anxiety or insomnia or you're wanting to let go of old patterns of behavior old programs such as maybe a lack mindset, anything really that you're holding on to that's no longer serving you. So the Reiki energy itself is an intelligent energy. It goes in there, it's like a light shining a torch on those darker areas and just transmuting and dissolving it all, bringing you back to your pure essence. Mm,
0: It's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful thing to experience that Mm. is hard to explain. You've explained it beautifully, though. (laughs) But to experience it is so nice and it is something that you can be in person for or even do remotely. So Cass actually had a session with you remotely.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't know what to expect. Or, yeah, it's one thing to explain it, I suppose, and another thing to feel it and experience it. Um, And we did it remotely, Joanna. do you find that there is any difference between in person, like you were explaining how you were you actually like sometimes touch or just hover your hands over in person and oh you can explain how how we did it in Zoom, if you like, just so people can sort of get a visual for how they could potentially have a session
2: yeah sure firstly thanks so much for trusting me with your energy yesterday it was really really beautiful to connect in that way um yeah so reiki is mostly seen as a hands-on healing so when i talked about the practitioner becoming a channel for the energy the energy comes down through the crown chakra into the heart down the energy meridians of the arms and into the hands so most often It takes the form of hands-on healing with the client right in front of me. And in that case, my hands are working in the energy body, so they're kind of hovering above the physical body for the most part. And then you can incorporate, if the person feels comfortable with that physical touch, you can incorporate hands resting onto parts of the body to help move and shift tension the blocked energy that's manifesting as tension pain in the physical body Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and it also just feels really nurturing and really grounding to be held by a loving set of hands in that way that's something that most of us don't receive often enough being held in that unconditional love but as it is universal life force energy it doesn't subscribe to the man-made concepts of time and space so that's why I don't need the person to be right in front of me although it is beautiful to experience it one-on-one you know to come into a sacred healing space with me um, or with another practitioner but you don't need that to happen so the way that we did it cast via zoom for me there is no difference because there is no separation right so when we think about universal life force that's a reminder that we all are that there's actually no separation between me and you or the fact that I'm in New South yeah, Wales and you're in Queensland and yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah because we're all actually one yeah. and the separation that we create is just our human in way our of understanding yeah. the world and the universe yeah so the energy it doesn't need to travel like it doesn't take a few hours to drive <laughs> yeah. up the highway a New South Wales to Queensland like as soon as I hold my intention the intention that the Reiki is flowing to you I close my eyes and I get into my meditative state and it just feels to me as if your energy is right in front of me and how did
1: that feel to you, Cass? Could you feel it in a tangible way? Yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. I just think every single person should go do it. <laughs> <laughs> because it was so... Well, that's a good advert for me right there, <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> Everyone booking with Joanna. Um, <laughs> but to experience for the first time with you was so amazing. So thank you so much. Um, and it was... Very relaxing, like I have had kinesiology before, which is different again um, with muscle testing and and that sort of thing. Um, But this time, like, yeah, I laid on the floor and and I tilted my screen so that Joanna could see me and I was fully relaxed. And, yeah, I just really um, slipped into that, like, beautiful um, really deep resting state. I didn't fall asleep. John was like, you might fall asleep. I didn't fall asleep, but I could definitely like feel tension in areas where I felt heavy. My mind had been going like quite a lot in those last few days just with, um, you know, launching my course, kids going back to school, like there was just so much like active in life. And so I felt really heavy in my head um, for a little bit of it and then I, I felt that heaviness go to my my hands on my chest and it was sort of like just dispersing through my body and I was going in and out of thought during it as well. Um, but if anything, I just the whole time just kept feeling like more and more relaxed the whole time and then, yeah, slept my most amazing sleep that night um, and, yeah, still feeling the effects of just tiredness and, you know, can feel that integration happening. But um, I think the biggest thing that I took away from it was something that you said before too, Sam, was that, you know, we can, we can think that we're doing all this work this like we think we're doing the energetic work but a lot of the time we're doing the work um the spiritual work with our mind and we can be like yeah i i think like that i i'm um you know I follow my intuition. I I think positively. I, you know, do but we're still doing that with our mind. And the reminder for me was just all the different things that came up during our session was that just because your mind thinks that you're doing it a certain way, the energy that is in your field or the energy that your body's holding can tell the truth or the real story of what's Mm -hmm. going on. And I found that I was holding old stories and old limiting beliefs in my body and in my energy field, even though my mind thought, hang on a second, I thought I'd got rid of that belief, you know, but it, it turned out that I hadn't got rid of that belief. And that was holding my vibration lower in certain areas. And so that was like, oh, that's so amazing. Because I felt like that's something that I couldn't control in a way. Like, it's like, uh, you know, uh, how, how would I shift that energy myself like without mm. going through that process? Um, so my question from like an outsider would be like obviously you're doing your training, Sam, and, um, you know, but as a someone who receives Reiki, like is there anything that we can do to help ourselves energetically um, or do we keep getting Reiki or do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> do I book you in once a month, Joe? <laughs> you definitely can do that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, I think something that just came up for me when you were talking is – you know, as, as I said at the start, I'm here to empower people to find their own, their own power of self-healing. But at the same time, we all need help. Yeah. So, yes, you've been doing the work. You've done such beautiful work already on yourself. But our energy stores the memories and the imprints and kind of the last little bits of shadow. And we all need sometimes to ask people for support. So whether that's me, for myself, I have two beautiful healers um, who I go to quite frequently. So yes, we all have the power, but yes, we're also here to live in community and to support each other. But to go back to your question of how everyone can help themselves, um, I'm actually going to be offering a free recorded process to your listeners that will be available on my website so we can put the link to that in the show notes and it's a process called the pillar of light so it's something that i do every morning for myself to ground my energy to really connect down into the energy of mother earth because we are of the earth but so often we forget that connection so just reminding yourself of that feeling of being held of earth's abundance of that energy that we are actually designed as an energetic being to draw that energy up from the earth to replenish ourselves daily so you begin by drawing that up into the body and then you connect up into source energy the universe whatever it is that resonates with you And draw that down into your energy and then you're using the earth energy and the universal energy to clear away with your intention and the energy you're holding on to that doesn't belong to you, anything that's not serving you. So each day it's like taking a shower but for your energy body. Mm. And then you use those frequencies of the earth and the universe to create a beautiful bubble, a boundary of protection around you. I feel that a lot of people listening to this podcast will resonate with being empaths aka taking on the energy or the emotions of everyone around them
0: Mm
2: -hmm. and that's actually a really beautiful gift but it can feel like not so much of a gift Mm -hmm. if you're not clearing yourself daily if you're not protecting yourself from other people's projections and all of the stuff that we're all carrying around then you can be left feeling really depleted and really heavy so this process the pillar of light process that you'll have access to the beauty of it is that it's so simple and it combines grounding clearing and protecting all in one so you don't need to be doing like three separate rituals Mm -hmm. you can just sit for i think the recording is about seven minutes um so it's not a huge amount of time that you need to take each day and just remembering this basic energetic hygiene. Or I shouldn't even say remembering because we're not taught it to begin with. Like yeah. I wish that we were taught this stuff mm. at school. Um maybe that needs to be one of my <laughs> life goals to <laughs> get energetic hygiene into schools. Yeah. Um but I feel like with so many conscious parents coming through, such as yourselves, mm. passing these things down onto their kids, this is how some of us who are parents are going to help change the world. So thank you for that, both of you. Um, yeah, so that's what that's the main thing, like taking responsibility for your own energy and knowing that you don't need to be carrying around all this stuff yeah. all the time. And that it's very, energy work is really quite simple. Your energy responds to your intention and you hold more power than you realise in that um so you don't need to always be coming back for Reiki but like I said before we could all do with a bit of support you know for your mind you'll go to see a therapist so for your energy what is it that you're doing to support yourself whether that's on your own or seeking out help when you need it yeah
1: and I think Mm. another thing that came up too was like that connection to your intuition right so you know what we spoke about a lot in my session was that you know, so, you know, a lot of the things he was saying that came up, I was sort of saying, oh, yep, I've heard that from my intuition. Oh, yep. <laughs> and I'm like, I know that. <laughs> I should be, like, doing something yeah. about it or changing it over. And I think, um, yeah, like, practising and strengthening that connection um, to, the, to your inner voice and to your gut feeling and to your intuition, like, to me was that reminder of, you know, Like listen to it. Um, It's it's Mm. it's, even though it's a quiet voice, it's still there for a reason, and it's trying to guide you and help you. So yeah, for me, I was like, damn it! Like, (laughs) um, I need to listen to that more. Like, because I know that those things are there, and you know, my mind just wants to take over. Oh, it's mm. so true. It's funny to hear you say that, Cass, because I, I gave a reading
0: to a friend a few days ago and last night she said the same thing to me. She's like, everything you brought up, I thought, <laughs> I oh, knew. I do know this. I have felt yeah. this, but I've pushed it aside. And it's just so true that we all know inside ourselves like, every yeah. single time. And I I was thinking this before, and you said it too, Joanna, that it really is that simple it this this energy work is actually simple it doesn't need to feel big or overwhelming or complicated and, and you know this process of doing um like a clearing protecting your energy you know five minutes of your day is not a lot yeah and the impact is huge and yeah. it is very simple and the more that you start to do it like if you listen to Joanna's um recording what will happen is you'll start to just embody it yourself and find ways that that resonate with you. You might see a different colour, you might feel something different, hear something different, and then you'll be able to do this yourself all the time. And it has a huge impact. I, I noticed that I was always just doing it when I was in service, doing readings. But once I changed that and was doing it daily just for myself, my – oh, like my nervous system was like a sigh of relief. Like you just feel so much better. And then it's like this little tool that you have where um, like we were travelling for 10 days over Christmas and I would go into like a petrol station or like a public toilet or, you know, supermarket and just see this light and protect myself going into it. And that's very simple. That's not a big, long thing to do. You know, you're just moving differently through the world in a way Mm. that really helps yourself I love to hear you say that Sam
2: and you're exactly right when you say you can start to embody it and make it your own and when you do that, it becomes even more powerful Yes. because if you're relying on the way that I'm teaching mm-hmm. it, then it's still coming from outside of you. Mm-hmm. But as you start to make it your own, it's coming from your intention. It's authentically coming from within. Mm-hmm. That's when it gets even stronger. And yes, yeah, supermarkets are a big one. Yeah. I put an extra shield up or like a shopping mall shopping or something in, yeah. like that. And in that moment, it doesn't need to take the five minutes or the seven minutes. It can just take a few seconds. Once you get into the habit of it, it becomes very quick, very simple. And then you just know that you've got this beautiful shield up, and it's not a wall. It's still Mm. allowing beautiful things, the frequency of love to flow in and out. But you're just setting that intention anything that doesn't belong to me, anything that's not serving me, anything that's going to lower my vibration. I don't consent for that, to access my energy. And it is so, so powerful. Um, It's
0: like coming into your energetic Mm. sovereignty. It feels really powerful. So, Joanna, we always love to hear how people, creative entrepreneurs particularly, have ended up doing their business. Like you shared how you're in the corporate world and you made that shift. And there's often these nudges or whispers that we get Sometimes they get louder to make us do that. Were there things for you that happened that really were like, okay, now's the time to make this change?
2: Yeah, 100%. So, probably one of the main nudges I was receiving was from the studio owner, at the yoga studio where I used to practice and teach. It's called Now Yoga. And the owner and beautiful teacher is called T. I call her my yoga mama, and I was at that studio practicing every day and going through the depths of my kind of dark night of the soul, spiritual awakening, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) and that was my place of solace and, you know, coming back to myself and my yoga mat every day. And it was T, it was the owner of the studio who said to me, you really need to do this you need to go and do your training and at first I was like no 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 like I don't even know if I want to be a teacher blah 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 but she planted that seed in me and then I just kept feeling like oh like exactly what you were talking about before you already know I already knew and then she was just that mirror you know reminding yeah. me mm. of what i already knew or just giving me that little nudge and so eventually i gave in and i was i was a bit like oh i'll just go into it for myself for my own self-development it doesn't matter if i don't teach even though deep down i knew that i was born to be a yoga
1: teacher <laughs> it's like your mind protecting you isn't it if you fail, yeah, then absolutely. it doesn't matter because i was never going to be like, yeah. anyway yeah
2: exactly <laughs> It's so funny to look oh. back at, it. it just makes me laugh. I'm like, yeah, right, Joanna, as if you felt like yeah. you had a choice in this matter. Yeah. Um, so that was one of my biggest nudges. And just having that support of that beautiful community there in Sydney um, and knowing that I could come back from my training and begin to teach there. That was really amazing to feel that support. I didn't feel like I was on my own. Yeah. So that helped me to feel safe and supported to take that leap. And then I would say the other biggest nudge that I've received is actually the one to move away from Sydney, which is where I was living for 10 years and spent three years establishing myself as a yoga teacher, establishing my one-on-one Reiki business actually in that yoga studio. I had a beautiful space in there. So again, feeling super supported by that community that I'd been a part of for a long time. And then I started to get these little nudges or pulls or calls to Coffs Harbor specifically. And I think I'd only been to Coffs Harbor once, like 10 years ago when I was backpacking, I was there for like a day or two, I could barely remember it. And these really clear signs and signals were coming into my life. And I was like, why? Like why Coffs Harbor? Like, I don't even (laughs) remember what it looks like. Why am I supposed to be there? But it was so clear and it was such a strong pull. And on paper, it made no sense to walk away from the fact that I'd built, I'd spent three years building my community, my brand, myself as a teacher and as a Reiki practitioner and then just to walk away from it all, like just to basically let it go down in flames. I was thinking this is absolutely (laughs) crazy. (laughs) But I had such a deep knowing and such a deep, sense of trust that if I was being guided so powerfully then the universe must provide for me Mm -hmm. when I get there in terms of rebuilding in terms of allowing my business to grow and evolve and that was really challenging for my ego but I let my ego go through its death process and just yeah let go of all the training wheels the safety net whatever you want to call it I just let go of it and came up here uh, where I am now on the Coffs Coast and it worked. Like I was guided, I was supported, I was taken care of. Um, when I first arrived in Coffs, I was actually just about to launch my Reiki level one and two trainings because prior to that, I'd been a practitioner, I've been seeing one-on-one clients, but I wasn't teaching Reiki at that point. And as soon as I came to Kofs, I found a really beautifully aligned space and community at a yoga studio called Kofs Yoga and Pilates. And it's in Korora, on the north side of Coffs. And the owners, Lauren and Kai, they'd both done some Reiki training themselves and they're really keen to refresh their own training and to offer it to their community. So as soon as I had that conversation with Lauren, I just knew like, oh,
1: this yeah. is the place
2: yeah. like thank you universe yeah. I knew you were going to provide for me I was a little bit scared there for a moment <laughs> but it immediately came through and I was just presented with this beautiful space wow. and these beautiful people who are gonna yeah help to support me in putting my offerings out there so feeling so blessed for that yeah and as I still had my following in Sydney, I had all these clients who were keen to do their training with me. I actually spent the whole of 2022 traveling back and forth wow. between Sydney and COFs, offering my level one and two training. So I felt like I was leveraging that existing business that I had in Sydney to help support that transition. Yeah. And while I was building the new relationships and the new community in Coffs,
1: yeah.
2: And it's worked out beautifully. And I can absolutely say that I'm in the right place. I made the right move. Wow. I'm in the right place to flourish, like personally, as well as in my business. Yeah. And to slow down from that hectic city life that I was a part of for so long. Yeah. So I feel like I'm still in the process of slowing down and getting into this new ease and flow that feels really present and alive for me here in this new space. So. Yeah, that was a big nudge and a big practice in trust. Did you have to move away from family like in Sydney? My chosen family, yes. Yeah. Although interestingly around the same time a couple of my really close friends had already moved away. So one of them had moved up to the Gold Coast a few months before and one of them had moved to coughs so that was one of the big nudges Ah. because she was on the phone telling me it's so beautiful up here I didn't realize how beautiful it was was We need to come another clue to that was one of the things yeah that was pulling me and also helped a lot to know that I would know someone here, yes. a beautiful, supportive soul, um, that I wouldn't be here and knowing no one at all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I did have to leave my family behind when I first moved over here from the UK. Yeah, yeah. So already gone through that. That was probably the biggest I was leap, say, I that was moving end end to the other side of the world.
1: To move <laughs> countries, yeah. Yeah, that was actually
2: um, something that I knew but didn't know how I knew it because perhaps I wasn't so tapped into what my intuition was. But from about the age of 16, I just had this knowing that I was going to live in Australia and I had no idea how or why that was going to happen. And eventually it did happen in the classic pommy backpacker way when I was 24, I just came over and I was saying to my family, I'm just gonna go for two years. But even then I actually knew (laughs) deep down that I was never coming back.
1: Because that's a lot so of story the, in Australia. <laughs> 100%, 100%, for a holiday. Yeah, it's very cliche. <laughs> but deep down you knew. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I didn't know why. It just felt like and I didn't know how I was gonna get a visa or stay or anything. I just knew and having that deep belief, everything just worked out
1: oh so if that's not a big sign to trust then that's it (laughs) gosh it's 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 still challenging it's still challenging our mind is like no all the all the ifs and buts and fears and everything comes up and but yeah it's just takes um it's a it's a muscle right like to keep practicing to trust that and then proving to yourself it works out and going oh okay i I followed it and it worked out. So let's trust the next nudge and see what happens. Yes,
2: <laughs> yes. It starts to become easier the more and more that you see how life just aligns so beautifully in front of you when you do listen. Yeah.
1: And with the next question, Joanna, you probably have answered it um, in you know such a beautiful way. But you know, creative entrepreneurship. Um, is not always the the easiest path, especially doing it solo. So um, what gets you out of bed every day and really excited to do what you do? I'm sure, you know, healing all these souls is another big part. part of it. But, um, <laughs> you know, there's still a the business side as well, right? That's yeah,
2: 100%. Yeah, it certainly does have its challenges. Um, I think when I went through that spiritual awakening, that big year that I've been speaking of in 2018, and I knew that I was being called to be a healer and be of service, I actually had this moment when I said to source, creator, whatever you wanna call it, I said, okay, I get it. Like, I'm ready, please use me and guide me in service of the light. And since that, since I made that declaration to the universe, to myself, I have felt so supported as I've just been speaking about mm-hmm. almost carried and really energized by something that's much greater than me.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So when you talk about getting out of bed in the morning, I honestly feel like I don't have a choice in the best possible way. <laughs> yeah. It's not like I'm being forced, you know, it's it's a really beautiful feeling, but It's like I just have to do what I have to do. And when I do it, when I teach a yoga class, when I see a Reiki client, when I'm teaching Reiki, when I'm running a women's circle, whatever it is, it really lights me up and it fills me up energetically. And that's how you know that it's the Mm -hmm. right thing. And when I see students like Sam experiencing Reiki flowing through them for that first time, And just the look on their face when they go, oh, I can do it. This is a real thing. This is really happening. And just noticing that moment in a level one training, it's just priceless. It's pure magic. And it honestly brings tears to my eyes every single time. And it just feels like such a privilege to be able to share something that has been so transformative for me and having that positive impact on people's lives because when you impact one person, you're not only impacting that one person, you raising your vibration by receiving a healing, by doing the training, even by just coming to a yoga class, that shift in the energy that you carry out has such a ripple effect to the people around you, in your home and in the wider community, like it has a much bigger ripple effect than we even realize. So even if I were to only impact one person in my entire career, that would be enough because the ripple effect from that is huge, yeah. So it's really, yeah. I feel like I'm getting a bit emotional know, even me just saying too. that. Like, it feels like <laughs> such yeah, an same. honor, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel so yeah. so lucky and blessed. And obviously, there's hard work that's gone into it, you know. Like you said, there's still a business aspect, I'm still here, you know, doing all the admin side of a things, doing a business, <laughs> yeah. So, still running a business, but just yeah, feeling very, very privilege to be able to do what I do and to be able to share it and share it with your listeners. So thank you for giving me that opportunity.
1: No, thank you. It's so amazing.
0: I know um, from being in service myself with giving readings, Joanna, that it becomes even more important to look after your own energy. Do you have some kind of daily practice that you do um, to protect your energy, care for yourself and fill yourself up so that you can keep showing up and serving so much?
2: Yeah, 100%. I would say that actually implementing a morning ritual every single morning has been the biggest game changer for myself personally and in my business. I used to be a little bit ad hoc about it and, you know, not mind too much if I skip today, but really feeling fully embodied in what it is that I'm teaching has made such a huge difference. So every morning when I wake up, the first thing I do is make a cup of cacao and I go sit out on my beautiful balcony that overlooks the ocean here at Valor Beach. I'm in a really magical spot and I actually just sit. I just sit and look at the view taste the cacao, notice how I'm feeling in my body and I let myself just be for a good five or ten minutes before I do anything because even a meditation practice an energy practice is still doing something so I just let myself be for a little while while I'm just awakening and noticing like how grateful I am to be sitting there and how beautiful it is so that's the first thing. Then I do the pillar of light energetic process that we've been talking about. And then I connect to my spiritual team. So I ask my higher self, my spirit guides, any angels or light beings that wish to connect and offer their guidance to me for the day. And I stay as open as possible to receiving that with no judgment and no story from my intellectual mind as to why I'm (laughs) hearing these things, which is a practice. Um, and sometimes light language comes through me as I'm receiving, like I ask to receive any downloads or codes that I need to come into my best alignment for the day. So for any listeners who don't know what light language is, it's just another way of channeling energy in a similar way that I've spoken to about channeling uh, universal life force for Reiki. Light language is you're channeling source energy but it comes through you as sounds that you speak out and it sounds a little bit like a different language that you've never heard before sometimes it sounds a little bit like singing but it's just another way of of channeling energy essentially so that's something that i've been i've found coming through me more and more and i didn't particularly ask for that to happen it just started happening in the mornings and i was like cool this feels really good (laughs) um and then i get on my yoga mat and i do some kind of embodiment practice so, sometimes it's a feminine embodiment practice, which I learned from a teacher called Tiffany Cowley. She's um, at Evoke the Deep Feminine on Instagram. She's a really beautiful teacher. Uh, so, sometimes I'll do that. Sometimes it's a yoga practice, which could be like a really strong flow or it could be yin yoga, like it really depends. You know, I'm listening to what my body needs on that day. Other days it will be a Pilates workout or a strength workout, just something, whatever it is my body's asking for to get me out of my head and into my body (laughs) because Mm -hmm. our feminine wisdom in particular lives in our body. And I think with a lot of spiritual practices, there can be this tendency to want to transcend the body or to think that there's somewhere outside of the body that's somehow better to be in these higher realms or these high dimensions. And there can be a tendency in the spiritual community to forget Mm -hmm. that your physical body is a spiritual vessel. And so any self-care needs to begin there. It needs to begin in a grounded physical way. So you need to be grounded in your being connected to your body And the more grounded and connected to your body you are actually, the easier it is to connect to Mm. your higher self, to your guides, to all those things that I'm speaking about. So always do something to get into my body. And then most days, hopefully if I have time before, whatever my first thing is of the day, I'll go down to the beach and jump in the ocean. And I do that with a lot of intention. I actually ask the water spirits to assist me in clearing, cleansing, rejuvenating my energy Mm -hmm. for my day. And it feels like an act of devotion or remembering of that connection to nature. Mm -hmm. So I try to do that every day if I can as well so it sounds like quite a lot right that I do every day (laughs) and I remember listening to other people's morning rituals and feeling so overwhelmed and like wow how do they have enough time to do all of those things and of course everyone's situation is different particularly if you have kids you're probably not going to have as much time but just the act of committing whether it's five minutes or two hours, it doesn't matter, committing that time for yourself shows the universe that you're prioritizing you first. Mm. And like you said, Sam, it's so important for those of us in service, whether you're healing, doing readings, whatever it is that you're doing, you have to have your cup filled up first. And I've learned that with experience because, as I said, I used to not be so dedicated with this practice and I would have moments of serving from a place of depletion and it just does not feel good at all. So you yes, need... I also
0: learned the hard way.
2: Yeah. And then once you've learned the lesson, you're like, there's no way I'm going back to that. Not right? ever again. yeah. Yeah. And once you feel that way of living in overflow, there is so much flowing out of me that I've got mm-hmm. that capacity to give, it just absolutely mm. changes everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah, which is a big reminder for mums too I think is that, you know, sometimes it's not as easy to keep remembering that because you just – you know you just naturally put your kids before everything before yourself oh so my
0: god you guys are going to have to remind me <laughs> oh, i feel like to i remember something.
1: and then like i go through another stage and <laughs> then you forget and then you're like oh yeah that's right i need to fill my cup back up and then you know like it's just so, like yeah. that constant mm. back and forward because kids go through different stages of you know neediness and waking up early or bedwetting or like they, they go through their own stages. So then, you know, your priorities change and yeah, it's just a you know, a constant um weaving and trying to um, you know, figure out how to fit it in. Some in some stages, yeah, you might be able to fit your ten minutes, you know, in in the afternoon or at night. Sometimes it might be in the morning. Yes. Like so it's like like you said, it doesn't have to be a long period of time, but where can you carve out the time based on your life, you know?
2: Yeah, and allowing yourself to be flexible with where yeah. that lands in the day, yeah, yeah that's really mm. important too. So thanks for mentioning that.
1: <laughs> Very much in it right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and back to to the the business side of things, Joe. Like um, we love to um, ask our guests and for our guests to share, like with their business, like um, how they've done things in maybe in like in a non. Typical business way, which might sound funny, but you know you're very in, intuitive, so I think that um, really helps you helps guide you with your your business and and leaning into what feels right, but you know, we, we're we trying to get, um, you know, our listeners out of this, like you have to do X, Y and Z to succeed. And it could be mm. with the way you interact with your clients, your client experience or your marketing or something, but doing something in a way that may seem like, you know, just not the norm, but it really works for you um, and, and what you've created. Sure. It's a beautiful question. I feel like
2: doing things, not in the typical business ways, just a daily occurrence for yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: thought that might be the case. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I think a typical business mindset would have me doing, in inverted commas, a lot more, mm-hmm. like hustling mm-hmm. more in terms of marketing, social media, all the things. And in reality, I do very little in those areas but clients and students always find me yeah because I am in alignment and I'm always putting my vibration and my self-care first and so when you do that not only you're in this place of overflow but you actually become a beacon like a light shoots up into the universe and your soul clients and soul students or whoever they are that you're attracting they can't help but just come towards you and so I have so many people who will sit in my Reiki training and I'll ask them how did you find me and they say I really don't know (laughs) like somehow something just popped up on Instagram or whatever and I don't even use paid ads on Instagram so it's not that yeah somehow they just stumble across me and then they resonate with my energy via the small amount that I do post on Instagram or my website, whatever it is, because, of course, I put my energy into that so you yes, can feel course.
1: that. Yeah.
2: So becoming a beacon, I think, is the key. And um, So focusing on yourself first. And sometimes I think I should be doing something and that little voice of the ego kind of creeps in and it's telling me a story of like, maybe I'm procrastinating or I'm being lazy because I'm not doing all the things that I should be doing. But it always turns out that there was no need to do that thing anyway. Like if I'd have done the thing that my brain was telling me to do, it just would have been a complete waste of time and energy because by the time I finished doing it, the course is already sold out or something like that, right? There's always a clear sign when I do that, that you you didn't need to do that. Just keep doing what you're doing and it's working. <laughs> so it's a really a constant practice of again, being in trust. Mm-hmm that you're yeah when you're in alignment you become a magnet and that's the feminine way of being a creative entrepreneur and we do need to balance it with the masculine there's definitely things that you still need to do do. yeah yeah of course there's still all of those things you know there's like the sending of the emails or setting up the zoom link for a distance healing setting up my physical space if someone's coming to see me all of those things are real but there's definitely space for doing a lot less yes. than we believe if your vibration is at the right level. Yes.
1: I love that because in my surface pattern design course, a lo- a big question I get a lot of the time is like, how do I reach out to clients? How do I pitch to clients? Like, how do I do? And I'm like, no, you don't. Like it's about yeah, attracting they come clients. To you. Yeah, that's right. Mm. It's about, let's get you right. Let's get, you know, your creative side, right. And um, your energy right. And then, yeah, you'll you'll attract the right people to you. So, and that's hard for people's minds initially to be like, huh? Like, what do you mean? I don't yes. have an Instagram presence. I don't have a website yet. I don't have a, you know, like, and then the mind creeps in, but yeah, it's, and yeah. I've found that over the years is that, yeah, like what, like, why is it so easy to attract clients when, yeah, you're not doing that much, but it's, um, it's so energetically possible. So, Yeah, thanks for being such an example of like living and creating a business in such an intuitive way because it's what we need to see more of. Yes, no worries.
2: I agree.
0: Yes, such a beautiful example.
2: Something that really came through to me when you were talking then, Cass, when you mentioned about not having the Instagram profile or not having the website is – that um, perfectionism that can come in when people are starting out and they feel like they have to have all of those things ready Mm -hmm. before they actually begin so that's something I really encourage with my level two students because level two is that practitioner level they're able to go out into the world and start seeing clients and they straight away focus on all those things that they need to get like their ducks in a row yeah and I say forget about all of that talk to people around you Yeah. tell them what you're doing when you speak about it in an authentic way they're going to see they're going to see the shifts that are happening in you and they're going to want to know what that is yeah you know okay. I want what you're having yeah. type thing and then when you have see your first client they will talk about it and then word of mouth becomes the most powerful oh, I literally driver I the most my groups driver. last
1: night be like you have to go see Jonathan <laughs> there you go. like, it was so amazing. And so instantly, like 10 more people, like, you know, um, have their eyes on your profile last night. So I say that too. Word of mouth is so powerful, you know, even more powerful than social media.
2: It is. And it's organic. You know, people are genuinely connecting to your energy. Um, So, yeah, that's been the main driver of my
0: one-on-one Reiki Mm. client business, 100%. So what would you say at the moment then is the biggest challenge for you in business mm. or life? Mm. You're a beautiful example of this embodiment, alignment, <laughs> but you're still human. No, that's it. Of course, there's always so keeping that. what would you say is the biggest challenge at the moment?
2: Okay. So oh, 2023 for me really feels like a year of huge expansion in my business. And that feels scary. So I feel like I'm at this tipping point where I still have to take care of all aspects of the business myself, what we've been talking about, like all the stuff that you have to do in the background. But at some point in order to allow for that full expansion, I will need to get to that stage of hiring people Mm -hmm. to do some of the admin and the behind the scenes things, you know, look after the money side of things so that I can focus more on my soul work which is the healing is the teaching is the service so at the moment it's a little bit of a juggling act of all the things as I'm sure you're all familiar with there's like too many plates spinning sometimes it feels like while I'm doing that energetic work on myself to create space for this expansion to come in and really leaning into the trust that if this expansion is coming then it means I must be ready for it I must be ready for this next stage of evolution Um, so luckily for me I have the tools you know to work on those limiting beliefs or the fear and I've got my healers that I go to when I need a bit of help but yeah it's it feels like how do you know when it's right to start investing or outsourcing certain things? That feels like a really, really big leap and a big investment, um, which feels exciting, but definitely scary at the same time.
1: And I'm sure your mind has a lot to say about that with expansion as well, because (laughs) you know, it's like, you know, or I have, if I'm, if I'm expanding, then I need to attract more people. So do I need to do more marketing? Do I need Mm. to like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I'm sure there's that because then the expansion starts to put tangible goals on it and then does that happen in your mind or are you part beyond that? <laughs> Not so much. Now that you've said it,
2: I'm like, oh no! <laughs> well, I'm planting.
0: This
2: is how my mind. Works. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I hadn't really gone down that that rabbit hole just yet. But I'm sure there are going to be a lot of things that come up. Yeah, but it's all about just leaning into that discomfort right that's where yeah. the growth happens I could easily continue cruising along exactly yeah where I am now like life feels really beautiful but it's starting to feel a little bit like oh I'm in some kind of comfort You're, zone yeah yeah and so <laughs> yeah. yeah so things feeling a little bit too easy and I'm like okay I'm ready yep. for the next yep. evolution and I've got some mm. exciting things in the pipeline.
1: And I think that's it, like the excitement is making sure that excitement's still there um, because yeah. you can love what you do and cruise along but then that only lasts so long before you need a little bit of a, like a new adventure and a bit of excitement. Yes. Um, and a bit of scariness is good as well.
2: It is. I believe that when you're nervous about something, it just means you care about it. Yeah. So so I was a little bit nervous coming on this podcast today but you've made me feel so comfortable. <laughs>
1: Did
2: you want to share anything that's coming up yet or? Yeah, I can do. So at the moment, I've been teaching uh, Reiki level one and two, like I mentioned, across Sydney and Coffs for the past year. And it's going so well that I'm getting to that point where I've got my level two students waiting for the next step. (laughs) So this year, I'm going to be launching a program called Gateway to Mastery, so a container, it's gonna be a four month container to help develop and support Reiki level two students, whether they've trained with me or whether they've trained with someone else, it doesn't matter, to really step into their full power as a healer to get to that point where you might be able to call yourself confidently a reiki master because that feels like a really big word to a lot of people Mm. to say like i have mastery over my energy and over this healing modality um and currently most reiki master practitioner courses are just another one day course in the same way that level one and level two are and sure you can deliver the content you can do the attunement in that one day that's no issue but what i'm seeing is with level two students at the moment who are out there in the world, they've got all the tools, I can see that they're ready, but they don't feel ready and they don't feel confident enough to start charging, say $120 for a client to come and see them because they've got this sense of, oh, I'm just new at this. Like, why would anyone wanna pay that much to come and see me? Even though they've got a certificate, they've got all the things, I've equipped them fully. So this Gateway to Mastery program is going to be this nurturing place that's full of group healings, one-on-one healings, um, one-on-one mentorship, supervised practice hours, all the things that I can see that people need to really clear away those limiting beliefs and step into their power so that they can really go out into the world and say, hi, world, I'm a Reiki master. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I'm ready, I'm here, I can hold space for whatever my client is gonna show up with because people show up with all of their stuff, right? And you need to feel like strong enough in your own energy to hold that space, to not take on all of their stuff, to not feel drained by it, all of these things. So I really want to offer a place for people to feel fully empowered. Uh, Because for me going on that journey, my master practitioner was only that one day. And so I did a lot of healing and a lot of stuff behind the scenes to get myself to that point. So knowing what it was that I needed that I had to seek out and do that work on my own, now I understand what it is that people need to be supported so that's what I want to offer so I'm super excited I'm going to be launching that over the next couple of months I don't have a launch date just yet but it's all in the works and yeah it just feels like my purpose at the moment is to get as many empowered healers out there in the Mm -hmm. world doing the healing work Mm -hmm. because there must be millions of people on this planet who have their Reiki level one Reiki level two and they don't use it Mm -hmm, yeah So, my role or my intention is to get as many people out there actually doing the healing on themselves and others, actually practicing. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, there's another way that my business is evol- evolving that feels really exciting. So I've touched a little bit on uh, women's circles. <laughs> so I was running women's circles in Sydney, that yoga studio that I've spoken about alongside my friend Carmen. She's one of my good friends. And it was just a joy to facilitate those circles alongside her. So when I moved to Coffs, I missed that and I wanted to continue that energy and that sense of community that we'd been cultivating through the women's circles, but it felt really scary to do it without her next to me. Yeah. I was like, oh no, I don't have someone yet in Coffs that I feel aligned with fully to sit beside and do this work. So I guess I need to do it by myself. So that was another one of those leaps, yeah. you know, of just trusting and being like, look, I this is something that I want in my life. To have this community of women around me. So I guess I'm doing this by myself. <laughs> um, so I did that again with the support of um, Lauren and Kai at Coffee, Zyrogram, Pilates. I uh, offered their beautiful space. And the community that has evolved through those offerings is so beautiful. So I've been offering women's circles in the studio for the last 12 months. And I've got veterans who have come since the first one and they still come every single time, you know, and they will form their own connections and that community of support of women. But then each time I run a new one, there's a few new faces that show up so the community is constantly growing and expanding and the magic that uh, has come out of that for people the shifts that people have seen in their lives from the magic that we create in the circle and the support of the women around them that has been really amazing and I just feel so much in my happy place when I'm holding space for these rituals and these ceremonies because I think for most people, ritual and ceremony is something that's kind of lacking yeah, in yeah. our lives and it just adds a really beautiful richness and feeling of connection Definitely. when you do bring it in. Um, so, yeah, so it feels like that has really taken on a life of its own and it's evolving a little bit in terms of some other collaborations with other local businesswomen here in the Coffs area. So um, I can add essentially this ritual and ceremony this idea of a women's circle to any other offering so if you're another type of entrepreneur you have a different offering but you want to combine it with this ceremony then you can collaborate with me or hire me or however it is that we come to the arrangement Yeah. yeah so i've already started to do it a little bit and also on a more personal level um for mama blessings or baby blessings, naming ceremonies, whatever it is. If you don't have, you know, your best friend or your sister who feels confident in running that type Mm -hmm. of thing or holding that space, Mm -hmm. then I can come in, get to know you and create that beautiful sense of connection and not only with women um this year or last year sorry 2022 in September I ran my first ever mixed men and women's circle which felt like a big jump and a big yeah, evolution yeah. for me that I felt ready to hold that space for men as well yeah. um, it was incredible 50 50 men and women showed up wow um, which was really amazing to see so yeah that's really lighting me up at the moment and I'm excited to be offering that more and more in different ways and this is something again that I haven't gone out and looked for or sought this out (laughs) like I've just being there, being myself in the women's circles and these opportunities are coming towards me. People are asking me like, hey, can you come and facilitate for my mama blessing or whatever it is? And I'm like, yes, oh my God, (laughs) (laughs) such an honor to be asked. So I think that's another reminder that if you're just doing what you love and you're just embodying you know, your true essence and these opportunities will present themselves and doors will begin to open and it might not look the way that you expected your business to look. You know, I didn't expect to to be doing mama blessings, for example. That's something that's never on my radar. But then as soon as someone asks me, I'm like, yes, this feels perfectly in alignment. So it's allowing your business to actually go through those different avenues and sort of meander around a little bit in flow rather than having a fixed idea of how you want your business to look. I think that's really important too.
1: Yeah, Sam and I spoke about that on the last episode about setting intentions and about how we're less goal orientated now and more try to feel into what our business wants to be and then allow that surprise and delight to come so Mm. that it's like, oh, i I didn't know I was going to go down this path, but okay, cool. Let's see yes. what, let's get, let's go.
2: <laughs> Surprise <laughs> and delight. I love that so much. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's perfect. Um, so second last question, Job, Um, it's been such an amazing conversation. It's the work you're doing in this world is so amazing. Um, but advice for creative entrepreneurs. Um, we have such a mixture of listeners here from all, all different walks of life in the creative industries um so what would be your biggest piece of advice of, of someone who maybe hasn't let leapt into their mm. work yet or or um and just going on that journey sure
2: so i think if it is accessible to you invest in a business coach so when i first started i felt so overwhelmed by all of the things like setting up the website getting my ABN like all the things that you have to do um so I sat down luckily for me one of my good friends Eva Shafroth she's a business coach she's at the creative mindset coach on Instagram she really helped me get to the core of why Mm -hmm. why did I want to offer what I was offering and she helped me to see what my unique magic is because of course there's hundreds of or thousands of yoga teachers Mm -hmm. in sydney right and there's a lot of people offering reiki And that felt overwhelming. Like that imposter syndrome was definitely there at the start. Like why would someone specifically choose to practice or learn from me? So having those sessions with Eva, she really helped me to realize what it is. That's my unique magic that I have to offer. Mm -hmm. And she actually worked with my human design and my Enneagram to help me understand like what my branding expression was, um, and how to best approach my work. So that was absolutely invaluable. And kind of stemming out of that, I would also say, throw away the rule book in terms of what hours you think you should be working and allow yourself to lean into your natural cycles. So my brain naturally switches on at 6 p.m. So What do you think happens if I sit down at my laptop at 9 a.m.? Like, not much. (laughs) I can try and force myself to do the things, but it feels like I'm kind of trudging uphill. Like, it doesn't feel good to me. It's not in my natural flow. So as much as you can, let yourself be guided by your own body, your own energy levels, and find a rhythm that works for you. And you might have other factors, of course. Like, if you do have kids or if you have another job, that is going to limit that but still as much as possible like if you are feeling really tired and really burnt out give yourself permission to rest even if you've got on the to-do list this is what I'm supposed to do today if you really allow yourself to rest tomorrow or the next day you're going to have so much more capacity so much more motivation and inspiration to actually do the things. And I think this, we touched on this in your session yesterday, Cass, that creativity, divinely sparked creativity actually comes from a void space, Mm. like the cosmic Mm. womb, Mm -hmm. right? That's where the spark of creation comes from. So to access that, you need rest and you need stillness to allow the downloads to actually come in whereas if you're feeling depleted you're feeling tired and you're just going into your mind space to look for the things things are not going to flow so that would be my main piece of advice business coach or even if it's just someone in your life who you trust to bounce ideas off if you don't have the money to invest you've usually got a friend or someone around you so that you don't feel like you're completely alone and then yeah leaning into that natural flow they'll be my two
0: main pieces of advice. So to finish off this really incredible chat, it's been amazing talking with you. We would love to know what your hope is for the collective in 2023.
2: Mm, Such beautiful questions today. (laughs) My hope for the collective in 2023 is that we can go gently. The last few years have been so huge energetically, and it kind of feels like we're emerging out of this long, heavy, dark tunnel. I don't know if you guys feel that way. <laughs> I certainly do. <laughs> yes. So, okay, good. So, there is some really beautiful, fresh energies coming in at the moment with what's going on in the cosmos. And um, so, we are being supported. Um, like Mars and Mercury, Uranus going direct, the new moon that we just had. We are being supported in moving forward with new projects, but we don't need to rush into it like all guns blazing. So I would ask yourself, how can I nurture the seeds that I'm planting now and go slowly with self-care as your priority and go gently into whatever it is that you're calling in? 2023. And as we've talked about, I think quite a lot, remember that your external reality is a reflection of your inner world. So focus on doing the things that light you up, that fill you up, the things that raise your frequency. So then you become that magnet for everything that you desire. So doing less, attracting more.
1: Yeah and you as mentioned I said earlier um, that's more of the feminine way. Yeah, you mentioned yesterday that the feminine year
2: as well. Mm-hmm. Um
1: yes. The rabbit.
2: Yeah, in the in Chinese or lunar astrology, it's the year of the yin water rabbit. So it's really bringing in this softer, more feminine approach. And it doesn't mean that we're not gonna do all the exciting things. There's always the yang within the yin, but it is just asking us to go a little bit slower and to really take care of ourselves first as our first priority.
0: Yeah. I We must be receiving from the same place, Joe Always. Because I have definitely received That exact same intention for the collective this year. Beautiful. Just pacing ourselves and going gently Mm. more than ever and with yourself, going gently with yourself.
2: That's it, being kind to Mm. yourself, not beating yourself up. Like I said, if you don't tick off all the things on the list because you take a nap instead, Mm. that's all part of it. Like you, especially for spiritual entrepreneurs who are doing it on their own, you are your business. Yeah. So, your body, your mind, your soul deserves to be fully invested in on an energetic level with the food that you're eating, the way that you're taking mm. care of yourself. That needs to be number one.
1: Amazing. So, if anyone wants to reach out to you, Joe, um, where can they find you? Where can they book with you? How can they get? Sure. I'd love to connect with your listeners more. And
2: I hang out quite a lot on Instagram. So I'm at joanna.tolly. So I always post on there things that I'm running. You know, my yoga schedule is on there. Mm -hmm. Um, In my link tree, actually, my bio has links to book in with me for one-on-one Reiki, whether that's in person or via distance in the way that we did with UCAS. So all of that is accessible there. Um, my website's joannatolly.com So very easy to remember if you can remember my
1: name. <laughs> we'll have
2: all the links, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, and of course, like if you're listening and you have any questions about anything that I've spoken about or just anything that really resonated, I would love to hear from you. I'm always open for chats
1: amazing thank you so 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 much this has been so incredible for us to talk to you so you know i'm sure the listeners are just you know loving it as well
2: thank you so much for making me feel so comfortable and yeah it has been really delicious chats i've loved every moment of it i feel really lit up by the energy, the whole conversation. So thank you so much for creating this space. I really appreciate
0: it. Mm, you're so welcome. Thank you and take care. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. You too. Bye. Thank you for joining us on A Creative Life. If you'd like to hang out with us and our podcast community, come and join our free Facebook group where you can find your tribe and connect with
1: like-minded creatives. Just head to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash a creative life podcast collective. You can also follow our creative lives on Instagram at design at Samantha Lawrence underscore, and of course, the podcast Instagram at a creative life podcast.
0: If you like today's episode and you want to hear more from us, we would love it if you subscribe and leave us a review. See you next time.